Hi, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to this edition of It's Brewing at McEwen, a USF baseball podcast. We've got a really special episode today. We've got a special guest from the USF softball team, Bailey Leistel, an outfield, a senior outfielder for the Bulls softball team. This interview was made possible by our partnership with the Fowler Avenue Collective, which is an organization that is helping USF student-athletes achieve NIL opportunities. You can support them at FowlerAvenue.com. The rest of our show gets into the USF baseball season and features Matt, John, and I breaking down how we think this season could turn around, giving some positivity and encouragement for the team, and really just looking forward to the rest of the season. Without further ado, let's get into the show. Thank you, everybody, for for joining the It's Brewing at McEwen podcast tonight. Uh, very special episode. We got our first ever uh, guest from the USF softball team, uh, Bailey Leistel. She's a senior outfielder with the Bulls, spent her whole career with USF um, from, in, from the Tampa Bay area originally. Um, also of note, dating USF outfielder, uh, baseball outfielder, Drew Brutcher. Um, Bailey, welcome to the show, and, and how's it going? It's going good. I'm in the middle of season right now, so it's an exciting time of year for us. Um, getting into the postseason, close to the postseason, so looking forward to that. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, I was looking at the the RPI for USF softball, and you guys are like number 60 right now, which mm-hmm. is, you know, pretty much on the bubble. Um, so, you know, every game is going to be important uh, going forwards. And, of course, you always have the opportunity to to win the conference tournament and, and punch your ticket that way. Um, but it's been a pretty interesting season. Um, you know, kind of thinking about there were – from what I've seen, there were a couple of pitchers that were really doing really well. And I, th- I think they got injured. Um, is there any chance that they could come back? I think it was um, Peyton Dixon and Antoinette Hill. Are, are they possibly going to come back at all this year? Or do you know? Yeah. So we actually um, were fortunate enough to have Peyton Dixon returning this weekend. Um, just in time for Memphis. So, you know, they've been um, doing what they need to do off the field with rehab and stuff and um, taking it, you know, a day at a time. Um, Antoinette, um, it's still, we don't really know, probably not looking, not looking good for a return. Okay. Um, but you know, taking it one day at a time, you never know. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, it's, it's really great to hear that, that Peyton is going to come back. She was having a, a really good season. And, but what's been interesting though, is while the two of them have been out, you know, a couple other pitchers have, have really emerged and done really well, um, Gabrielle Nori, the transfer from Lehigh, and Jaden Martinez, who I think is a true freshman. Mm-hmm. Um, could you speak a little bit about the two of them and how they've stepped up and, and their contributions? Yeah, so, you know, that's the the big part of the season. You know, you're always going to face adversity and have injuries. Um, the cool part is, like you said, they stepped up. Um, Nori's uh, more experienced in that role as she came from Lehigh. She's been a um, good big contribution to our team. Um, like I said, experience goes a long way. And so she actually battled some injuries in the beginning of the season, but she came back and, um, has really benefited us. And Jaden, you know, it's really cool seeing a freshman step up into that role. Um, a lot of innings on the year and, you know, she goes out there and does what she's supposed to do. And, um, it goes a long way for us, you know, having that extra arm and being so young and being able to fulfill that role. Nice. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. And, that experience that they gained is only going to help when Peyton comes back and kind of just adds to to the depth of your team. So taking it maybe a step back, just talking a little more, um, you know, about you and how you got to USF. Um, you know, you're a senior now. Um, so what is your what is your major at USF? And have you thought about, you know, what you want to do after USF? And um, if you do have the option to do a fifth year, do you think that you would do it or are you going to kind of just go work or how, what's your kind of vision for the future? Yeah. So I'm a communication major. I'm a minor in um, criminology. Um, I, like you said, I'm from Tampa. Um, I've actually already accepted a job at a company called Max Pack. It's a sales company. So I'll be in a sales position. Um, I decided in the beginning of this season to not take my fifth year. 
um, it was just, you know, I'm from Tampa. I got came to a point in my life where I'm ready to move on to the next chapter. And, um, you know, softball has given me everything and more that I could have asked for. And, you know, I love the game. I always will, but I'm just excited for, you know, that next step. And, um, I think also seeing my older sister transition from, you know, life outside your sport has helped me, you know, gain confidence to make that leap. Um, cause you know, at some point it comes to an end for everyone. Um, I never, you know, I always planned on taking it and never knew when I would, when it would come to an end, but you know, it's, um, it's a good next step. Yeah. It's awesome. I mean, congratulations on getting a job lined up before you even Thank graduate. You. That's awesome. You said you're graduating this spring. I am. I'm actually graduate last week or next Saturday, next week. Oh, nice. classes. Yeah. So I had cool. a couple, um, internship opportunities and stuff. So, you know, having that, um, really helped me see that, like, you know, I was ready for what's next. So. Nice. And, and you mentioned your older sister. I've seen her around at some baseball and softball games. Um, is she kind of like someone who inspired you, like when you're younger to like start playing softball or how did you get into softball in the first place? Definitely. So my, um, my older cousin played baseball and my sister played softball. So, you know, watching them two grow up and um, I've always been around baseball and softball my whole life with my family. And she's definitely a huge part of it. Um, she came to USF. So we, I was actually fortunate enough to have two years with her here, um, which is really rare. You know, you don't see a lot of people being able to play division one softball with their sister. Um, I was only supposed to get one year, but since COVID happened, she actually took her fifth year. So we had two years um, just watching her and like, um, seeing her journey only fueled my fire to, you know, want to fulfill the same path and um, have the same goals as her. So she, de I definitely, I wouldn't be here without her. I can say that. Nice. That's awesome. And what, what is she doing now? She's actually um, still in the softball world. She coaches at Armwood High School and she's a PE teacher. Nice. That's awesome. Really cool. Nice. So, you know, I, I, I do want to also ask you, um, you know, when did you and Drew start dating and how, how did you guys meet? Uh, you got to tell me, <laughs> tell me a little bit about this, this, this story, whatever you're willing to share. You know, it's yeah. Well, actually, um, I work baseball camps for USF in the summer because a lot of their guys are out playing summer ball. So um, my sister worked them and then I kind of got into them and I actually um, made friends with his roommates. So it was like Alex Lozado, Jared E.N., um, those were his roommates at the time. And I started hanging out with them and um, they kind of introduced each other. We saw each other at a little get together, like all the athletes met up before the season and kind of started talking from then. So it's funny how everything works out like that. So you're saying Drew actually talked? <laughs> yes, he did. Actually, he was the first one to reach out. And um, we um, I picked him up. Actually, our first interaction was I picked him up from class. It was raining and he asked if I could pick him up. So I went with my umbrella. I feel like that's a movie <laughs> thing, but I picked him up and um, from then on out, that's what happened. <laughs> Love that. That was a great, great story. Nice. Thank you. Okay. So, um, but yeah, that's awesome. I mean, it's cool that you guys have been able to share the experience of being in the, roughly like the same program together. Mm -hmm. um, you know, that kind of just makes me think like, you know, uh, being at USF, um, how has like the experience been at USF, like as a whole, like, you know, would you recommend it to, you know, an aspiring softball player and why would you recommend it to them? I would definitely recommend it. Um, from the minute I stepped foot on campus, even, um, on my unofficial, it just felt like home to me. Um, you know, I always say like, you know, don't pick a school just for the sport because like, you know, COVID is a good example. Like our sport got taken away. But the people at USF, like those will be my forever friends at USF. And, you know, it just goes to show you like my relationship with Coach Mole. You know, I have other relationships other than my own team that are gonna I'm going to have for life. And I think, um, you know, experience doesn't get better than that. You know, it goes a long way other than just your sport. Nice. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And, um, you know, playing for Coach Erickson, um, you know, he's a – very famous coach in the softball world. Um, you know, what, what kind of experience has it been like playing for him? And I doubt there's anyone that knows more about softball than him. So that's, that's gotta be, gotta be good. Yeah, he definitely, um, 
he definitely is a great coach. Um, you know, like I said, you know, you, like you mentioned earlier about the team USA, I thought I was talking to Matt about it, but, um, you know, he, he runs our program like a professional program and that's how he's always run it. And he has high expectations for us and he treats us like professionals. And I think, um, he holds us to a higher standard and he expects that out of us. And we appreciate that even as 18 year olds coming mm -hmm. in and the program, it's new, but I can say from the years past, the seniors are always leaders and um, nothing is expected less. That's the, the standard is what it is. And, you know, and he doesn't change his ways. You know, that's how it's always been and always will be. Thanks. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. And, you know, he's been here for a long time. I think he actually played baseball at USF. Played baseball so. here. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's why the, our program has been so successful over the years, you know, because he keeps it that way. And, you know, that's how it's always been. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah. Thinking about, you know, your career at USF, you got the chance also to play with maybe the, one of the most legendary players in the history of USF softball, uh, Georgina Corrick. Um, what was it like having her as a teammate? And, and what do you think was about her that made her like so good, like so special? You know, I think she just carried herself the right way. Um, you know, she, she knows she's good and everyone else knows it too, but you know, George was just, you know, she's a great friend, great teammate. She's still around us, which is, is awesome. Um, she just goes out there and handles her business. And I think that's what makes her good. Um, you know, she doesn't, that's not the first thing she'll say to you when you talk to her. So it's, um, she keeps herself humble and she just goes out there and ready to win. And that's all you can ask for. Yeah. We all, yeah, we all, we all could tell, you know, she's a competitor just like all you guys. Yeah. Um, but you know, it was really fun to watch, but you know, it's, it's been really good this season that there's been other pitchers that have stepped up and really had, you know, good ERAs, good, good records. Um, you know, I think also looking at, you know, the side of the ball that you're on, um, the offense and in the field, um, you know, you had some hitters kind of step up this season. I think there was a transfer um, for Michigan State, Marissa mm -hmm. Tribble piece, mm -hmm. and, and Vivian has kind of come into her own, like she, as she's kind of progressed. Um, you know, how, how do you think that, and, and your role on the offense, I see you're, you're kind of getting there, stealing some bases. Uh, I saw you got a couple RBIs against East Carolina. Um, can you talk about the, the offense, um, of, of your guys' team and maybe is it, do you feel like it's maybe better this year than in years past and maybe like what's making it, making it good? Yeah, I think it, um, we continue to grow. I think a big part of it too is, you know, we say a lot, like just past the barrel. We don't try to do too much. We're not like a home run, you know, overpowering team. Um, you know, Coach Erickson always says like a single goes a long way, you know, just past the bat. And I think that our philosophy that everyone buys into it and, you know, that can make a successful hitting team. Um, we trust in one another. We want to see each other succeed. Um, you know, you would think that happens everywhere, but, you know, that's a big part of success is wanting each other to do good. And like you said, the transfers, um, the freshmen, everyone has stepped up in their own way. And that's huge. Um, you know, a lot of people asked us before, is this going to be a rebuilding year because you don't have George? And, you know, we didn't really want to look at it as a rebuilding year. We just want to look at it as an opportunity for us to step up and, you know, and continue the success we've always had. Yeah, definitely. You guys are, are you know, really – really close to like, you know, being at like the, the normal level of success you guys normally have. I mean, you're 27, 22 overall and, and conference 500, I think tied for third, um, good mm -hmm. opportunity, good opportunity this weekend with Memphis, who's currently in last, but, you know, never take anybody lightly, That's but, sure. um, but, you know, looking ahead to the rest of the season, um, what do you think is going to be key for you guys? Maybe just to find a little more consistency and, and, you know, feel confident going to your conference tournament? Yeah, I think just taking it one game at a time. You know, we're looking forward to Memphis this weekend. This weekend's um, senior weekend. So um, we just have to keep it simple. You know, we say it's a catch and throw game. Um, that's what Coach always says, you know, our plans to win every game. But I think, you know, not looking ahead too much. The season's, you know, it's the schedule's trickling down. Um, so I think it's a, this is the most important time. He even said it today. You know, we have finals coming up. There's senior emotions. There's a lot of last coming up. 
So I think it's important that you put all that aside and then you start to play the game. And like I said, just take it one day at a time. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. Um, and then thinking about like your teammates, um, like who, who, who would you say kind of plays the role of like maybe just keeping the team loose, um, bringing like good vibes to the team just, or I feel like it's a lot of you guys. Cause anytime I go watch you guys, there's a lot of chatter, which is yeah. a good thing. And I honestly wish that baseball had a little more chatter. Um, yeah. But, you know, <laughs> but yeah, who, who's kind of, uh, who kind of, who kind of behind that? It's hard to say, you know, we have a lot, we have a strong personality team. Um, there's a lot of us, you know, we're, we're a very vocal team. It's not, there's never a dull moment with us. You know, there's a lot of us. Um, I would say um, Antoinette is one that, you know, you can always count on her to be singing or cracking a joke and keeping it, you know, lighthearted. So she's one that sticks out to me with just, you know, always chirping and, you know, we're always cheering the dugout. That's kind of our thing. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I like that. Nice. Well, I'll open it up. Um, if anybody on the call, Matt, John, uh, anyone on the call, uh, has any, any questions that they wanted to ask you? Yeah, I got a question, Bailey. Uh, I'm curious as to, you know, what your favorite experience has been playing on uh, on USF softball throughout your career. You've been there for almost four years now, uh, wrapping up your fourth season. So mm-hmm. what's been uh, your favorite thing so far? I think I can name a few. Um, a couple of them would want to be playing with my sister. Like I said, those memories always hold close to me. I just think it's so surreal that I could, you know, play on a college team with her. And also I'm playing against Team USA. I think that's something I'll never forget. Um, You know, just having that opportunity is really rare in college. And um, I think that's something I'll always look back on and be um, proud of that accomplishment to do that. And uh, with the game against uh, USA, did you uh, get a hit? I made contact with the ball. I got out, but right. I like that, you know. (laughs) <laughs> then strike out. That's 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 good. That's good. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Cool. Um. Is there anybody else in the in the crowd? Any questions? Comments? Okay. Cool. Well. Um. I'll. I kind of just you know. Thinking about um, the rest of your season. You said. So is this weekend? Is this the last chance for people to come see you guys at home, or is there any more home games after that? Well, we're, we're actually hosting conference tournament. Really? At the, sta- this year. At, at the stadium? Mm-hmm. Yep, it's our turn to host this year. Wow. Yeah. You gotta really rally, cool. We got to rally the troops for that one. Oh, let's go. We have a big crowd out there. Dang. Yeah. I, 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 I had no idea. Time. I'll be well, there. Definitely. We, um, we take turns kind of rotating whoever is eligible to host um, conference. Um so I think the last time they, I've never hosted conference while I was at USF. So, wow. so it's going to be pretty cool. Where have yeah. you gone so far for your conference tournaments? Oh, last year was Tulsa and um, Tulsa and ECU. Okay. Conference tournaments. But, wow. you know, I think it's a cool opportunity to win it on my home turf senior year. Yeah. So we're looking forward to that opportunity. That's really cool. Yeah, for, for some reason, I thought that it would be um, like at a neutral site or something, like, you know, the way that they do it for baseball. But um, but dang, that's that's a really good opportunity. Yeah, we, we host at the schools. We don't baseball is, at a, you know, at the Clearwater, but we right, do. We right. Nice. That's really exciting. Um, and that is a couple weeks away or, do you know. Um, so we have Memphis. We go to Houston and then conference tournament. OK, sweet. I will be promoting that for sure. Awesome. Yeah, get... we'll definitely we'll spread the word too as you promote it. We'll get everyone to interact with it. Yeah, yeah. Now that I know that, very cool, very cool. Well, hey, Bailey, we. I think, I think John had a question. Oh, go for it, John. Hey, Bailey. Uh, thanks for coming on. Um, we talk a lot about culture on our podcast and like building a culture around uh, the USF baseball and all pretty much all USF athletics. Um, what separates USF softball culture from other programs that you've visited and what are some of the coolest environments that you've traveled to as far as like uh stadium, like playing environments, which, which uh, schools have you traveled to that had like the most kind of like rowdy fans, intense culture, that kind of stuff. 
Um, definitely UF with the Rowdy. Um, it's been pretty cool. It's cool to play there. It's a cool environment. Um, culture wise, I think, you know, having a group of girls with the positivity, um, you know, I don't even call them my teammates. I call them my sisters. Um, and I know that, you know, when my time's coming to an end at USF, I know that they'll always be in my corner. And, um, you know, one really cool thing about coming to USF, I always say is that the built-in friends, at, and, you know, we have t about 28 girls and they're all your friends, you know, you go every day and those are your built-in guys every single day for throughout the four years. So I think that's been really the coolest part of the culture piece. And coach Erickson um, is really big on that too. So. Awesome. Thank you. Nice. And I'll, I'll turn it back to the, to the, to the group. If there's any more questions. You know what? I actually, I actually have a question. I was thinking about as we were all talking here and, and listening to Bailey talk, you know, I think the one thing that's, that's crazy about baseball and softball is the amount of travel that goes into your schedule as a student athlete. Um, you know, how do you, how do you figure out how to balance that? I mean, after over four years of traveling, I mean, I know half the time that we speak, you and I, Bailey, it's always like, oh yeah, we're in between practice and running to this game. We're getting on the bus and we're going here. I mean, it seems pretty wild. I mean, playing anywhere between like three and up to like six games a week sometimes. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm just curious how you all handle that. Yeah, it's um, it's it's a big adjustment at first, especially coming in as a freshman. Um, Coach Erickson actually uh, makes us come in in the summer, so that was that actually helped me a lot um, because when I started in the fall, I didn't feel like I was a new student, and it it felt like I wasn't doing everything for the first time because I already did it in the summer. So that's a really big big transition piece right there is starting in the in the summer um, and not the fall. But you know, it's it's really just about time management. You know, using your time wisely. You know, any downtime like that all goes into school. Um, you know, we do have a lot. Of, we have more time for social time than you think. But, you know, it's it's really just getting used to just, you know, managing your time wisely. But it, but it is it, it is a grind. I will say that, you know, every every hour counts. It feels like there's not enough time in the day. <laughs> but, um, you know, we make it work and it it's definitely worth it. Nice. I, um, yeah, that's, I'm, I'm glad Corey asked that. Cause I, I kind of wanted to ask about like, you know, what kind of resources you have, like as a student athlete, um, yourself, um, I know, I, I noticed you're on like something called the student athlete advisory committee. Um, so I don't really know what that is, or maybe some of our listeners might not either. So, so what is that? What is that? And what does that, what does that do for you guys? So it's basically like a student government for athletes. Um, there's, um, you know, you have your executive board, which I'm the secretary on it. Viv is um, the treasurer and you have representatives from each team. So there's about three representatives from each team. Um, Daniel and Jack Sieber are the baseball representatives and you meet up about twice a month. And it's just a time that you guys can all get together in the same room and hear from other sports. Um, we get ideas from each other just kind of to keep up. Um, like I said, we're so busy. So, you know, we don't see each other every day. We don't get to talk every day, but it's just kind of to regroup and whatever events are going on and ways to improve athletics. Um, we have something called better bulls that we talk about and everyone can give an idea of how we can start to, you know, build athletics or ideas to incorporate to make it better. So it's pretty, it's pretty cool. Nice. And I think I, I saw last night there was the stampede, of champions did you get to go to that and did, did any softball players get anything awards yeah so we all get to go all the athletes it's mandatory for all the athletes to get together and um we actually me and Viv presented an award um last night so it's basically like our award ceremony end of the year um everyone comes together and um this year's theme was um derby so we were all in our you know K kentucky derby attire we called it the soflo derby <laughs> um so, you know, it's just a fun night to everyone get together and um, celebrate the success for the whole year. Nice. That's awesome. Very cool. Well, hey, I'll turn it back to the group real quick in case there's any uh, last questions, comments. Cool. Well, hey, um, Bailey, we really appreciate you joining us today. Um, it was really cool to get some insight into USF softball. And, and you know what goes on with you guys and 
Um, we're really excited to, to see you guys a senior weekend this weekend and then uh, the conference tournament in in Tampa is going to be really exciting. Yeah, so I can't wait. yeah, we'll be definitely promoting that and uh, looking forward to it. Well, thank you for having me. I enjoyed it. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks, Bailey. Thanks, Thanks Bailey. Bye. That concludes our interview with Bailey Leistel. Here is our weekly segment about USF baseball. All right. So we're back doing another show. Um, we got all three of us here today. Uh, John, Matt, myself. Um, you know, we're excited to talk USF baseball. Um, you know, regardless of the results on the field, we always just enjoy watching 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 baseball, watching our Bulls play. Um, past week, obviously been a little challenging for the team. Um, you know, since our last podcast, which came out last Thursday morning, um, Bulls have played four games. They had the home series with UCF, uh, in which the Bulls ended up losing two out of three. Um, Friday night was a pretty close game. I think the Bulls lost six to four or something around there. Um, Saturday was kind of a slugfest. The Bulls ended up winning 14 to eight. Um, and then Sunday just, you know, was not a good performance. Um, got run ruled in eight innings. Um, and kind of the same thing happened, uh, yesterday against Florida Gulf Coast. Um, a couple of tough performances, but, you know, this is baseball. This is sports. Um, it's not always going to be easy. It's not always going to be, you know, sunshine and flowers and great times. Um, so it's not really about the, it's not really about how many times you get knocked down. It's how many times you're able to get back up. And this is, uh, a real situation where given the results of the past week, where we're really going to see the character and the fortitude of this team, of these coaches, um, of the leadership on this team, can, can the coaches, can the players uh, stay united uh, through these challenging times, you know, getting run ruled uh, three out of the last five games, um, very challenging times for sure. But like I said, it's not how many times you get knocked down. It's how many times you get back up. I mean, can this team respond? Can this team find some motivation, inspiration? Um, can, can they, can they really unite right here? And, um, you know, I, I think that they can, um, this is a team that has, Good leaders in, you know, Daniel Cantu, Ethan Brown, um, good, good players. We got talent um, all over the field, freshman, senior, doesn't matter. Um, it's really just uh, mental and confidence and the team should have confidence. They've, they've done a lot of good things this season, despite the record, um, you know, we're still 500 in conference play, uh, which puts us in fourth place, uh, top half of the conference. I mean, that's higher than we were at pretty much any point last season. Um, there's a lot to play for. And this week isn't big to see, you know, can this team battle through adversity? Can they unite each other? And, and can they get a fire started? You know, we just need a spark to start a fire and, and that fire could start you know, this Friday against Memphis, but I mean, against Cincinnati, but uh, with that, I will uh, open the floor to uh, Matt, John. Um, what are your kind of thoughts as we go through this doldrum of the part of the season? Yeah, thank you. You summarized it really well. Uh, I think the bottom line is, you know, when the going gets tough, the tough get going. Uh, I think it's a crucial part of the season where, you know, the, the leaders of the team need to step up and continue to motivate their teammates and, you know, really make the, the whole team realize that everything that they want to accomplish is is still in front of them until the last out in Clearwater. 
um, you know, everything to, that, that there is to be played for is still in front of them. Uh, so I think that's a crucial part of it. And, you know, I think we've seen in different parts of the season where, you know, we've seen some incredible team performances, incredible individual performances, um, you know, guys setting new career highs uh, in individual stats. Daniel Cantu now has 11 home runs and um, playing excellent defense as well. But guys all across the field are, are doing incredible things on an individual basis. I think one thing they really need to drive home is, you know, you're playing for each other and, um, you know, everyone needs to be held accountable to each other. I think that's probably the most important thing. And at the end of the day, I think, uh, you know, we kind of a theme that we've talked about throughout the season is, you know, playing small ball. And I think a lot of times guys are, are still getting a little too hung up on maybe hitting home runs or uh, I, th I think, you know, what Bailey was talking about uh, was a really important factor. And that's, you know, singles are important. You know, they get the the bat, they get the bats uh, to the next guy. And, uh, you know, you can create a lot of uh, runs and, and create a lot of momentum that way. Yeah. You know, Matt, um, I think something you said about how the team still has everything that they want to accomplish in front of them until the last out in Clearwater. I think that's a really important message. And I think that for the players, especially, you know, in your college career, you only get, you know, on average four seasons. Some guys will only get three if they get drafted. You know, you can't waste a season. You can't waste a game. You can't waste an at-bat. Um, and I'm not saying that that anybody is. It's just – you really need to value um, the chance you have right now because nothing in the future is guaranteed. There's no guarantee that you'll be starting next year or getting at bats next year or um, just be grateful for now. And the fact that you have a team that has a lot of talent, um, the same goes for the coaches. You know, the coaches need to really value this season as well. Um Again, nothing's guaranteed. Um, you have an opportunity right now. And I think there needs to be energy injected into this program, coaching staff, players. Um, just get fired up to play baseball. Just tell yourself that you're 0-0. You have a 0-0 record. A new season, start, a new season starts on Friday. I think one big thing is, too, is I think that there needs to be some level of blocking out outside noise and really just get down to the, the basics of baseball and what the objective is. You know, I, I think there there seems to be a lot of, you know, a lot of noise out there. And I feel like there just needs to be a refocusing of the whole program um, just to be able to focus on those things that, you know, will really get to the, the end result that we're looking for. Yeah. Uh, John, do you want to chime in? Um, yeah, no, I mean, you guys are hitting all the points really well. I would say um, execute, execution and crunch time, you know, um, doing the small things right um, has been a consistent theme in my book. Um and also, so seeing us, you know, have these big innings that let games get away from us and they primarily are falling on, you know, things that us baseball players have been executing since the ingrained in us since we were little kids playing on t-ball fields, you know, uh, it, the more we do the small things right, the more everything else is smooth sailing, but you know, when we allow sack bunts to turn into to base hits or inning ending double plays to turn into inning extenders, you know, and those turn into four spots, five spots. And then not only are we behind on the scoreboard, but when you look at the affect of these players, they're flat, they're withdrawn, they're it's like somebody deflated their sales. And um, I, I hate to see that because we have supreme, I repeat, supreme talent at every single position and there's no reason for us to be getting run ruled 
by any team in this nation, and I will die on that hill. We are good enough to compete in the AAC, and we are good enough to compete on a national scale. And I think we're going to start to see our boys come around. They've just got to figure out what are they playing for? You know, they need to figure out, they need to rally around something, whether it's each other, whether it's the conference championship, whether it's finishing out conference play with a winning record, or like you said, Mark, new season starts Friday. You know, you the, 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 the best, one of my little league coaches from when I was young said that the most surefire way not to lose the game is to win every inning, you know, treat the rest of the season like a nine inning baseball game win every inning you know and keep your heads up don't get down stay up and pick each other up you know people who are who are a little bit slumping right now if, if they're underclassmen pick them up even if they're even if they're upperclassmen pick them up be there for each other you know the more cohesiveness we have as a unit you know the better the end result will be i think that kind of speaks to a more broader you know theme which is just positivity around the program in general. Uh, you know, it's very easy to get down on things when, when things aren't going your way. But at the end of the day, being negative has never done anyone any good. Uh, you know, if anything, it, it just kind of keeps you in a, a state of the same as that's been going on. Um, you know, I, I think there needs to be, you know, people standing up for what they want and being vocal about it, being encouraging, um, and never putting anybody down. Whether that's going on or not, I don't know. Um, but at the end of the day, I think positivity will, will really uh, elevate this team in the right direction. Yeah, it, it makes it reminds me, you know, it makes me want to say, um, you know, look back at 2021 when I first started It's Brewing at McEwen. One of the reasons I started it is because at the time with COVID fans were not allowed to go to any of the home games. And it's like an unthinkable thought right now, but that's, that's how it was back in 2021. And I felt like if fans can't be there in the stands to encourage and support players, you know, let's do it through social media. And, you know, I really feel like we made a positive impact, um, you know, through encouragement um, just, you know, kind of promoting positive plays, highlights, um, building people up, you know, and that's, that wasn't just something that we did. That was something that we saw the team do um, on the field. You know, the, the players, they rallied for each other. Um, they came together. I think there was a, a speech made by Riley Hogan at the time, um, you know, where he basically told the guys like, hey, this is my last year. You know, I want to win every single game the rest of the way out. And, you know, you guys are my brothers and I'm fighting for you. You know, that's the same kind of energy that needs to be injected into this team right now. You know, there there is a handful of guys that are playing their last year of college baseball. Look at Travis Sankovich, for example. He's a fifth-year senior. The kid goes out there, plays his heart out every game. He deserves to, you know, end his career on a high note. Same goes for many other guys in our team that may get drafted or they might move on. This might be their last season. This could be their last season for a lot of guys. And for some guys it might be their last season at USF. If they're, if they want, maybe, maybe they transfer after the year. You just don't know what's going to happen. But as of right now, this is the team that you're on and make it, make it, make it count. Cause like I said, in your entire life, you only get three or four years to play college baseball. So you can't waste a year to say, oh, yeah, that one season, we just kind of threw it in, whatever. My other two years were fine. Like, no, you can't think like that. I think even bigger than that, too, is, you know, for some of these guys, it'll be the last time that they play a level of competitive baseball as well. Um, you know, especially for those guys, I think it's important that, you know, the team starts to come together and really starts playing for each other. Something that John mentioned earlier was – he was saying that, and this kind of relates to what we've been saying the whole show, but he was saying the team needs to figure out what they're playing for and, and what is what is their motivation, you know? And I think any person that plays sports, and especially 
at a high level where all these guys, you know, play on their varsity teams and now they're on a college team. You're competitive by nature if you've made it that far. You 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 hate losing, you know? Like if you've made it that far, you're not just somebody that's okay with with losing. And I think a big motivator is just the pride, having pride, um, having that drive of, of being a competitor and enjoying competing. Don't be scared of competing, like enjoy it. You know, it's, you get the opportunity to go out there on the field and compete. And that's all it should be. It's not, I'm going out there to avoid making a mistake. I'm going out there so that, you know, I don't make this mistake and get benched. No, you're going out there to compete as hard as you can for as long as you can. And if you mess up along the way, that's perfectly fine. As long as you're playing free, playing loose, and playing with the intention of competing and competing as well as you can. Um, you know, I read a book from Nick Saban a while back where he he talked about the process and how that's all he cares about with his team. He doesn't want his team to ever look at the media or what the media is saying. They're hyping, they're hyping up Alabama. They're not hyping up Alabama. He said, the only thing that matters is that you dominate your individual role. So if the ground ball is coming to you, you dominate that play, you charge it, you feel the clean, you get out there, you make the play. You're in the you're 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 dominating when you have an at bat. You need to dominate that at bat. Every pitch counts. You your your approach evolves as the as the as the at bat as the count changes, as the situation changes, as the runners on base, and just being really engaged engaged in the game and um, just focusing on dominating the present moment. Um, that's all you can control is the present moment. Dominating each play. That's what Nick Saban preaches, and look look at how good his teams are, you know? So I think that really all could be summarized in one word, and that word would be fearless. You know, I, I think our guys need to go out there and have the mindset of being fearless. I think, you know, kind of going off of what you're saying, you know, some guys are maybe thinking about, you know, the possibility of getting benched or, um, you know, losing playing time. But I think one thing that they need to do is, you know, come in there with the mentality of, you know, I don't, I don't really care. The only thing I care about is competing, kind of like, you know, what you were saying. But I think that comes with the, the mindset of being fearless in everything you do. You know, they say um, earn your stripes, right? It's just one of those sayings. Um, earn your horns and be proud of the horns we're wearing on our hat because – I know that there are several players that have come through this program that would lay everything down for the horns on, on the, on this hat. So, and I know I would too, I bleed green and gold, you know, and I'm, I'm not an athlete. I just have two degrees from USF, but like, I, I just, I love the piece on pride. You know, if, if, if for nothing else play for pride because you're playing at a premier school in a division one baseball program that's doing well, that is contending and, play for each other, play for pride and play for that, play for that, play for those horns that are on, on our, on our hats. For sure. And, and, and remember like, you know, in terms of being fearless, that's exactly right, Matt. That's the whole, that's the whole, the whole message, not being scared to mess up saying it's okay. As long as I was out there competing to the best of my ability, I'm gonna walk off the field happy. doesn't matter what the scoreboard says at the end of the day, you know, internally, you look yourself in the mirror. Did I compete as hard as I possibly could for the whole nine innings to the last from the first pitch to the last pitch? And you could you could, you could be you could be proud of yourself. You don't need validation from some random person on Twitter. You don't even need validation from your coach. Whether they say you did a good job or not, that doesn't really matter. It's really how how you feel about your effort. And do you feel that you try your best? You, you, the validation comes from within. You know what your best is and you know if you're giving your best. And I feel like if each player does that the rest of the season and they support each other on that journey, you know, picking each other up, high-fiving each other, you know, tapping each other on the shoulder, saying, let's go, let's go. 
um, just buying in. And that's, 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 that's all that needs to happen. And the talent, the talent will, will shine through just like it did in 2021. And to be honest, I feel like this team has even more talent than that team did. Um, so the sky's the limit. As soon as these guys decide to get out of their own way and play fearlessly and with all 100% effort, sky's the limit. I agree. I would like to know um, what what is this team doing to build off the off the field dynamic? Because I have no question about how close these players are. You know, you can hear it in their voices when they talk about each other that they go to bat for one another every single day. But you know, are the coaches staff is the coaching staff doing anything to get get to know these players better on a more personal level? What are they doing outside of practice, training, game, practice, training, game? To, to come together as a cohesive unit, you know? Um, I, I, I'll I be honest, I don't like seeing the coaching staff skirting after a loss and, and, and just running off the field. I, I hate it, actually, because you want to talk about pride, that's that's the complete opposite of it, you know? Um, face the noise, because there's always going to be noise when you face adversity, and that's what creates – us as men, as women, as adults, that's grown up behavior, you know? So let's face the noise. Let's, let's hear it and endure it and prevail. And I, I would love to know, you know, off the field, what are they, what, what, what's going on to create cohesiveness amongst the group? Because it's important. Yeah. I think, I think what you mean is from the coaching, from the coaching to, Absolutely. to, to, to build their relationships with the players. For sure. Um, I, I think that's exactly it's very important because their job is not only to get wins and losses. Their job is to, you know, help build these young men and help build them up and help prepare them for life. And in a lot of facets, I, I know from personal experience that these coaches do do a lot of good things for for those types of types of um, you know responsibilities. But they, just like all the players, the coaches can improve as well. Um, yeah, we would like to see more cohesiveness after a loss, like walk out with your team, you know, just a captain goes down with their ship, you know, it, it's, that's, that's what you need to see. You're, if, if you're not going to name a captain player, then be the captain as the coach and, and be there, you know, in battle with your guys. Um, you can even look back at history. You look back at the greatest military commanders, these guys, were in there with their frontline frontline um, troops, and, and you know the the, the frontline troops knew that that their commander was in there with them, and that made them fight harder because they knew that he wasn't just you know staying a thousand yards back and ex, you know exposing everybody else to the danger. They were in the danger with them, and that's and you know, kind of, that's kind of energy we need from the coaches. Yeah, and you know what that. That whole mentality, too, needs to extend not only in defeat, but, um, you know, in preparation as well. I think the way that we prepare, um, you know, I can't speak specifically to that, but I think that, you know, there's opportunities for, you know, the coaches to really learn about the guys more on a personal level and, um, you know, really kind of lead by example. Um, I don't know exactly what's going on now, but I think that there's, opportunity for you know coaches to get to know their players better and also uh you know kind of just be more engaged with with their players overall on a day-to-day basis um so I, I think that's something that needs to be considered as well going to matt's point earlier about you know being encouraging and, and negative how negativity really doesn't do anything you know constructive you know i feel like especially how young all the players on this team are between like 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. They're so young still and, and impressionable. And as a coach, it's important to recognize that and to, to realize you have opportunity to, to really, um, you know, build up each individual player in the program uh, to their full potential. And the thing is, you want to get each player to their full potential. And the reason why, if you're a coach, 
you recruited each of these individual players to USF is because you were sold on on their potential. You were sold on their upside. You were sold on on what they could become at their maximum potential. That's why, you know, there's some kids that might bat 300 in high school, but they might not get a college offer because they might not have certain tools that college coaches are looking for. Well, these are the guys that you actually recruited. These are guys that have those tools that you want. They just need the guidance to, to reach their potential. And I feel like, um, like Matt saying, when, 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 when teams are, are losing and not getting the results that, that, you know, the coaching staff desires and that the players desire, it's easy to, to lose sight of that, of that actual purpose, which is to, you know, help each player reach their potential and, and, you know, anything negative that you'd say to a player or anything is not gonna, not gonna help build them up, not gonna help them. It's not constructive. Um, you know, I, I know from experience, like at my job, I oversee a team of five to six people um, on our projects. And I do have team members sometimes that might not do something right, but it's on me as the leader to, to, you know, pull that person aside, you know, not say this in front of the whole team and just have a one-on-one -on -one with them to say, Hey, this is what I would like you to work on. This is what you can improve next time. Um, I don't ever say anything like derogatory or anything or negative. Um, Cause it's just not going to do anything. It's not going to help the cause causes to help everybody get as good as they can. And uh, I think that that's good. That's kind of leadership yeah. that we want to see. Yeah. Just kind of building off of that. Um, similar to you, I manage a lot of actual college age students as interns for my company. And, like you said, you know, they're very impressionable at that age. And, um, you know, something I've realized as I've gotten older, too, is, you know, there's a real distinct difference between, you know, someone that's of college age and someone that's been in real world experience. Um, so I, I think that's a really delicate situation that, you know, needs to be handled with, you know, positivity and encouragement, as you're, you know, you were basically mentioning. Yeah. I remember like seeing a tweet. I think it was from Karsten Whitson. Um, after the 2021 season came to an end, after the Super Regional, he said like the main lesson that he learned from the season was how far encouragement can take a group, basically is what he said. And I feel like that energy, you know, that the coaching staff had during that run is the same thing they could tap into right now. Encouragement, fostering, fostering confidence, fostering, fostering these guys reaching their potential because that's all that's missing. The, there's no, there's no missing element of talent on the field. So this next segment, we just want to take a little bit of time to just kind of show some appreciation for the players on this team and the, the effort that they that they put in each day, day in, day out. Um, because we're not questioning that at all. We feel great about the effort this team puts in. They put a lot of work in to prepare to go out there on the field, battle with these other highly competitive teams uh, multiple times a week. It's not easy. It's demanding. And um, I'll, I'll kind of turn it over to Matt and John if there's any specific shout-outs or just general shout-outs that they want to give the group. Yeah, for me, it's, you know, working 40 plus hours a week and, you know, having an avenue where I can look forward to every weekend and, you know, once a week during the week weekday games. Um, you know, it, it's really brought a lot of joy to me in the three years that I've been, uh, you know, really highly following USF baseball and just want to thank all the players and coaches for, you know, the effort that they put in every week to to make things happen and, uh, you know, regardless of result, you know, we're always going to be here to uh, support the boys and uh, just want to say thank you. Yeah, for sure. Me too. Um, working in the healthcare field, it can be uh, really stressful at times. And it's good to have this as, you know, um, something to take my mind off of, you know, the day to day grind of 
being in the hospital as well. And it uh, also, you know, these guys are, you guys are getting shots that, you know, we never got, you know. Um, so in a sense, we're kind of living through y'all, you know, we love seeing you guys play. We love seeing you guys leave it all out on the field and we love seeing you guys win too. So if you guys want to pick up a few of those this weekend, we're here for it, but we're going to be here for it for the rest of the season, regardless of outcome, just like Matt and Mark said, uh, thank you guys so much for the entertainment value. Thank you so much for, you know, interacting with us and letting us in, um, despite not being officially affiliated with USF or whatnot, you know, it really means a lot to us. Yeah. I would, I would echo all those sentiments. Um, it's been a, it's a great pleasure um, these last few years to, to cover the team and to be more engaged with USF baseball and to be supporting it day in, day out. Um, there's so much exciting things going on with the program as a whole you know, you look at some of these recruiting classes that are coming in. So many talented um, young young guys are are buying into, you know, what USF can be. Um, the guys on the roster right now, you know, they all came here for a reason, um, and, and we just love watching them watching them play day in day out. And then you think about, you know, the fact that there's multiple alumni of the program that are playing in the major leagues. Um, David VR is an everyday player, third baseman for the San Francisco Giants. Shane McClanahan is the number one pitcher uh, for the Tampa Bay Rays. Um, the last I checked, Peter Strzelecki was having a great season in the Milwaukee Brewers bullpen. Um, Jimmy Herget doing well with the Los Angeles Angels bullpen. Um, my guy Coco Montez is knocking on the door to the major leagues. Um, you know, this is a a program that has a lot of accomplishments and um, a lot of, a lot of, uh, you know, pride. And, you know, I think this weekend is actually alum USF baseball alumni weekend. So, you know, you'll, you'll get, you know, a lot of the ex players to come back and uh, you know, watch the current team for a bit. Um, so, you know, keep that in mind, you know, like just, there's a lot of pride around the program as a whole. And like every day, day in, day out, you should feel, feel good about the jersey you're wearing and, and and feel good about, you know, the fact that you have you have fans like us that are going to support you through the thick and the thin. Um, so that's kind of my, my take on that. Cincinnati is coming to town this weekend. Um, for the season, they're 17 and 24 overall. I think they have one less loss overall than the Bulls, but their conference record – is five and seven, so they're one game behind the Bulls in that um, space. And their RPI is 191 in the country out of 305 teams. Um, USF, I think right now, is like 141, so we're like 50 spots ahead of them in the RPI. Um, even though their record is very similar to ours, I think we're much higher in the RPI um, because uh, a more challenging strength of schedule. Um, that was, you know, mostly done in the non-conference. But, you know, this is a team that traditionally is actually a pretty solid baseball program. Um, last season and this year, I think, is obviously not as great. But I think they they had won the conference tournament back in 2019. So um, they're, they're nothing to sneeze at. Um, I think the, sh the strength of their team is – probably they're hitting and they steal a lot of bases. I think they have the most stolen bases of any team in the AAC. Uh, I think one of the highest conversion rates as well, like 82, 83%. Um, so they're, they're a team to kind of, you want to keep off the base paths. Um, they have some decent hitters. I think their weakness is, is really their pitching. Um, they're pretty vulnerable in, in that regard. All right. Well, that is our show. Um, we appreciate everybody listening. I think the main message that we really wanted to get out today is, you know, to just send some encouragement, send some positivity, um, let let the team, let the coaches know, you know, we're still here supporting you guys. Um, and many Bulls fans are. There will be many people um, at the games this weekend. I've already seen many people are looking forward to attending the tailgate. Um 
so you know there's still a lot of positive positive things going on right now and you know just got to keep their heads up and, and again not how many times you get knocked down it's how many times you get back up so this is a great time to get back on your horse and uh you know play some fearless baseball this weekend go bulls go bulls <laughs>